This is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad, because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia, and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello. Today's episode is for you if your family has been dreaming of long-term travel. Maybe you're calling it a family gap year or a sabbatical. Maybe you're looking into becoming a digital nomad or working remotely, even playing with the idea of selling the house and the car and just taking off. No matter what you're calling it or how you're thinking you might swing it, today's episode is for you. Today, we're speaking with Brandon Pierce. His family has been traveling the world for over 10 years. He's going to share with us how they got started, what they've learned along the way, and what they've created to help families like yours make their own bold moves. Please welcome Brandon. Welcome, Brandon, to Big Dreams, Bold Moves. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, just thinking maybe we should get started with you just telling us what your family has been up to for the last nine plus years. Wow. Um, Sure. (laughs) That's that's a lot of shifting in the past nine plus years, but... Um, I guess maybe the short it, story to put it very short. We have been traveling the world as a family, uh, actually the past 10 years since early 2009, um, to 45 countries now. And we have transitioned into also running events for the family travel community as it's kind of become a growing movement. Uh, when we started out, we didn't know anyone else who was doing this and there were just a handful of families, it seems. Uh, and now there's, there, there are thousands of families out there doing this. So it's fun to be able to get everyone together and, uh, and support and encourage each other in the journey. So if we were to go back in time, like let's say 11 years ago, 12 years ago, how did this idea come up? Has this always been your dream to take your family and travel to 40 plus countries? Travel has always been something we've wanted to do. Um, but we weren't really seriously considering it as an option until my business reached a point where we realized, hey, <laughs> you know, I have an online business. We could run this from anywhere. What, what are we doing sticking around the States? Let's take the kids traveling. And that also came through some inspiration from some books we read from uh, Maya Frost's New Global Student to The 4-Hour Workweek to The Power of Less by Leo Babota, just realizing how little we actually needed to to be happy and uh, being surrounded by so much stuff in the consumeristic uh, culture we were living in, in the U S we just realized we needed a shift uh, in order to really grow as a family and as individuals. And we wanted to give our kids the chance to experience other parts of the world and uh, learn new languages and things like that. That might seem like um, a million years ago, but do you even remember what you did to prepare for this or what kinds of questions you had that came up? It was a long time ago. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of a lot of vagueness around that question. But uh, I do remember like really being concerned by the logistics of it. Like how 
do we do this? Like selling our house and all our stuff, what do we do with all that stuff? And then uh, like even things like the mail, how, how are we going to get mail? What do we do with bills? Um, you know, and of course there's questions around schooling and such, but our kids were only five and three when we started. Um, okay. Now they're 15, almost 16, uh, almost 14 and eight. And those logistical things, I'm sure they've pretty much worked themselves out. Are any of those even concerns of yours anymore? Like those- <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, mail almost ceased, you know, when once we started traveling, we got rid of everything. We didn't have any bills. Uh, <laughs> that so, sounds like a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we were able to secure a, a mailbox through my accountant mm-hmm. and he just handles our mail for us and opens it and scans it and emails it to me when, whenever it comes. Every couple of weeks, we'll get something. Yeah. So when you were just getting going, do you remember what the plan was? Was it to go for like six months or a year or just was it always open-ended? Well, the first thought was let's test it out. So we took six weeks and we went to Panama to see what it would be like to live together as a family 24-7 and have different types of adventures together. And it was really, really cool. I mean, we visited an indigenous community um, uh, and we visited the Panama Canal and we met lots of people. And it was, just, it was a really, really bonding experience for all of us as a family. And when we came back, we just recognized the difference in how we interacted when we were in that environment versus how we interacted when we were back at home in a in a suburban lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and we wanted more of the former. So we're like, let's, let's figure out what we can do. And so we, that's when we began the process of looking into selling the house and selling everything and, and doing this more permanently. And we didn't really know what that would look like long-term, but we said, let's go to Costa Rica. That was next on our list. And we just decided to rent a place for three weeks and then if we like it, we'll find a place to buy or not to buy to, uh, to rent long-term there and stay as long as we feel like we're ready to, we want to stay oh and my then gosh. go from there and hop around to wherever we feel like after that. Oh, that is an adventure. <laughs> it was uh, an adventure. Yes. And uh, you mentioned that you had your business in a place to do this. So you were able to do your work online or have some passive income. Yep, I was. It's uh, it's a, an online business I made for music teachers called Music Teachers Helper. And uh, just just an online subscription service to help keep track of the billing and scheduling aspects. And got it to a point where I was running it myself and then I was able to hire a team. And uh, it's now a literal uh, one hour, they say four hour work week. I had four hour work week business for a long time. Now it's a one hour work week business because I've hired a CEO to <laughs> actually run it for me. So it's... Uh, it's been fun to see how it's grown and shifted over time. That is awesome. Well done. <laughs> yeah, really cool. <laughs> um, that, is the, that is part of the dream, isn't it? Um, so when you left initially, you left for three weeks to Costa Rica. How has the plan changed in the last 10 years? Where did you go from Costa Rica? How have things sort of developed? Yeah. Well, actually, around six months in to our time in Costa Rica, we were feeling about ready to move on. Um, just, we love so much about Costa Rica, the beautiful nature, um, the relaxed vibe, but culturally, architecturally, uh, culinarily, uh, it wasn't all that inspiring. It was, it was great. You know, the fresh fruit and everything, but 
we we had a taste of some some of Asia, is, and we're like, what is that sauce that they put on everything in Costa Rica? Oh yeah, um, tastes salsa, like Lisano. Yeah, oh, yes. it's so good. <laughs> it's like this vegetable sauce is amazing. But I think it's so good because <laughs> because the food. You're right. It just kind of is. It's rice and beans and yes. some vegetables and fruits. Yeah. <laughs> so the sauce really shines. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it has a lot of opportunity to shine. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so go on. So you were. Um, so we were ready to move on. However, at that time, we discovered we were pregnant with our third daughter. Oh, wow. So we decided to stay in Costa Rica for another year. So we were in Costa Rica as a home base for about a year and a half. We traveled a lot from there to Central and South America, back to the States a little bit. But after she was born, which was in Costa Rica, uh, we had her in the bathtub at this uh, little vacation rental near, uh, near San Jose. Uh, then we moved over to Asia. And we started in Penang, thinking that would be in Malaysia, thinking that would be an ideal uh, hub for us with a three-month visa, English speaking, lots of different cultures and great food. And it was, it was beautiful and wonderful, but it was so hot. <laughs> and it, there was something about the vibe that just didn't, didn't fit with us as well as we wanted. So we cut our time a little short there, made our way down to Singapore, to Bali, to Japan. But man, once we hit Bali, we realized we found our next home base. And we settled in Ubud for, uh, well, I mean, for a year at first, and then it expanded to two, three, four, five, six, seven years, however long it's been. Uh, ended up getting a home there, uh, renovating a long, uh, we rented a little place, renovated it into a villa that we now rent out on Airbnb. And that's providing some income for us too, and a place, a beautiful place to stay when we go. Um, and we traveled from there to a lot of Southeast Asia. Um, you use that as a home base. We did, yep. And from there, that's, I mean, some years, recently we've spent less time there. Maybe there have been a couple of years we've only spent maybe a month there. Uh, this year, we're spending quite a bit of time there, about eight months, uh, because we're running Family Adventure Summit there. Wow. Very cool. Um, I have so many questions for you, but I will save them for later, or we can talk about how you could <laughs> answer questions like that. Um, Happy to answer any questions. Uh, well, I, and I'm sure listeners will have so many questions and any families thinking of doing an adventure like this are going to have so many questions. I mean, right off the top of my head, I start wondering about like, well, visas and how long can you stay? But then I also wonder things like, um, you know, how do you maintain some sort of routine or consistency with your kids so you don't all mm. go bonkers? How do you do education? How do you, how do you book all those flights? So many questions, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so first of all, though, we were going to talk about three things that you've learned in this epic journey of yours that spanned over 10 years in 40 plus countries. Uh, was it 45? 45 now. Yeah. As of today. Yeah. yeah. As of last week. I don't want to shortchange <laughs> those last five. Um, so what have you learned? Um, I would say, and maybe, maybe I'll see if I can figure out a way to answer some of your other questions through answering these. We'll see. But um, I think probably one of the biggest ones is that travel in itself doesn't make you happy. Uh, it's not a solution to, uh, <laughs> to every problem in the world. I, I think a lot of people tend to see, man, if I could just get out there and travel the world, or if I can, uh, even things like... Uh, starting a business or if I can have my income taken care of all the, all these things that yeah. uh, we envision is the dream lifestyle. Quitting your job. 
quitting your job, all these things, they're wonderful and they do enhance many things about life. Mm -hmm. But everywhere you go in the world, you still bring yourself with you. You still bring your mind with you and uh, you still bring your relation, your family relationships with you. And so there are still challenges to work through. Even on the most amazing days, uh, there are things that can get in the way of, of the enjoyment and the fulfillment in life. And so recognizing that uh, and not seeing travel as a cure-all has been, um, I, I guess, a, a powerful and necessary realization for us that we have to continue uh, doing our own inner work continue uh, trying trying to grow and learning to be more compassionate and uh, more grateful and all these things that um, that come up in the journey and travel I think is a great catalyst for growth but it's not a cure-all right it's not an extended vacation necessarily (laughs) (laughs) certainly not yeah it's not just one one long pool party especially with children I mean yeah I'm actually kind of as a family we're realizing just how it's such an immense amount of work to travel uh the logistics of figuring out where to stay what to eat i mean even that alone in a new place takes up hours of time you added that extra child i feel like Uh you can fit a family of four pretty easily into most taxi Mm -hmm. situations and transport situations but adding that extra body it requires more sleeping space, more uh, transportation yep. space. It complicates things and it adds a lot of extra expense. Right. And so what, what else have you learned? Travel doesn't have to be expensive. We have traveled ourselves and met many, many other families who travel on budgets everywhere from, I don't know, 1000 bucks a month to over $10,000 a month. And we've done actually surveys uh, with the Family Adventure Summit uh, where, in fact, you can get the, get the whole results. We put out a report about it. Uh, just go to familyadventuresummit.com slash finance dash survey. And you can see all the different ways that people earn income, how much money they make. And you realize that this can be done on a very low budget, often for much, much less than you might be spending in, you know, just a traditional lifestyle wherever you might be. Um, especially if you're in the States and you're, you're paying a lot for healthcare or for um, a home or a car rental or things like that. There are a lot of childcare, childcare, childcare. Sure. It's super expensive in the U S and I think far more affordable in other parts of the world. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the lifestyle, um, the enhancements to the lifestyle can, uh, just so much more affordable too. For example, um, in Bali, we have in our villa a full-time cook who we've hired. And the, she charges $150 per month full-time to shop, cook, clean, all of that for us. Um, and <laughs> just imagining, you know, that some people spend that much on one meal going out to dinner uh, in, yeah. in states, or, states or places like that. So uh, it's, it's amazing the quality of life. A difference, but also just the, and think of the time, the hours and hours that frees up every week to be able to focus on other things, whether it's income generation or uh, enjoying time with your family or whatever else. So you said that it doesn't um, take away your problems, but I feel like hiring a cook for all of my meals would take away a lot of my, my daily travel. <laughs> You know, it's true. It really does. But it also adds other ones, right? Because then you have to manage the cook. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and how are people saving money in terms of that we might not think of in terms of places to stay or ways of getting around? Sure. I mean, again, if you are looking even for a place to stay, you can find, I mean, we've seen three bedroom houses for $300 a month in some parts of the world. And they're pretty nice ones, you know? So, I mean, you can find really affordable accommodations. Uh, we don't own a car at all. Um, in some places we go, we stay in the center of town. Like we uh, will just walk everywhere. I don't need a car or there have in cities like here in Prague, where we are right now, there's amazing public transportation. We can walk pretty much anywhere if we want to walk 30, 45 minutes, or we can take a Metro or a train or a Uber or whatever um, for like a dollar a, a trip practically. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It, it depends on your needs and what you want as a family. If you, it's possible to travel affordably, of course, staying in hostels or sleep couch surfing or doing home exchanges or house sitting or things like that. But you can also stay in very lovely homes, very nice places affordably too, depending on where and you know what, what your family values are, what your needs are, how big of a place you want, where in the city you want it, that type of thing. So traveling with your family does not have to be expensive. Yeah. And that's just housing. But of course, there's, there's a, a lot of different ways to, to experience the world and, and meet people and have adventures. It's not just going to a place and taking a, a tour and paying $50 a person. And you could do that occasionally. And it's, it's great. We have done that and, and enjoyed it. But there's so many other opportunities for um, adventurous and, and meaningful travel that cost nothing or cost very little. So just keeping your eye open for those opportunities. Awesome. And uh, what else have you learned on your journey? I I think this is another myth that, um, or another question, I guess, that people often ask is, how do you make friends when you're constantly traveling? And how do you keep friendships alive? And and is it even possible to have deep, meaningful connections with people on the road? And I will honestly say that this has been a struggle at times, uh, especially when we're moving very quickly. Um, But at the same time, the people that we've met on our travels, so many of them have just been so open and immediately there's a connection and we're able to go deep very quickly. And I'm realizing that when we live in the same place all the time and we see the same people every day and there's not much variety. We tend to take our relationships for granted a little bit, at least I have. And at the same time, when we're in new environments where we haven't been before, and we're surrounded by other people who are also in new environments. um, If we're talking about meeting other travelers, for example, there's this instant connection because we have something in common and we're having maybe some similar challenges or struggles that we can share about. And it can be difficult to keep up those relationships when we separate, you know, once one, of, one or both of us goes uh, our own ways. But the, it's, it's really enhanced our own experience, not just of our travels and what we've learned about where to go and those types of conversations, but really the deep, meaningful conversations about how to view ourselves, different paradigms, um, different ways to think and be in the world. Uh, from the travelers we've met as well as the local families that we've met on the journey. It's just been, it's enhanced our lives so much. And we still continue. I got an email today from this family we stayed with in India, <laughs> you know, just this sweet Indian family. Um, 
And every once in a while, they'll write me a message to check up on us and see how we're doing. And, and maybe one day we'll see them again in person. But um, it is possible, absolutely possible to make uh, wonderful friendships and, and meaningful friendships on the road as you travel. Um, as our kids have gotten older, on the flip side of this, uh, in their teen years, they're longing for more longer-term in-person friendships. And so we're making an effort to stay longer term in places where they can really develop more of those rather than two months here, three months there, mm -hmm. make some good friends and then have to say goodbye and maybe never, never see them again unless we all meet up at the Family Adventure Summit or something like that. So, I would imagine it could be kind of um, hard to come back from that lifestyle when you are used to kind of meeting your tribe out in the world and having these really rich, deep connections. And um, especially if you go back, it might be harder to relate to everyone. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> How, do you ever go back? Um, well, we do. Uh, maybe once a year or so. This, this year we're going to uh, a wedding and visiting my mom and a few things like that. Well, and we're running the Family Adventure Academy in Seattle. Uh, this August. So we'll definitely be going back for that. So uh, let's talk about the Family Adventure Academy, because I imagine that is where you are going to answer questions like the ones I just had and many more that I haven't even thought of yet. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that is coming up in Seattle. That's right. August 16th through the 18th. Uh, in Seattle, and it is being run by not just me and, and my wife, but also the team that helps put on the Family Adventure Summit. So Jennifer Miller, who's been traveling for, uh, you could say her whole life, uh, <laughs> um, and has kids who she's raised from birth clear up through university uh, on the road. Uh, George Capenay, who uh, is from Australia, he's been traveling with his two uh Teen, um, now twins for the past, I think, eight years. Uh, and then Amy Stepovsky is helping us on the logistics side, and she's been traveling with her family for a number of years as well. And it's just the combined uh, knowledge and wisdom from this team, as well as just our desire to share everything that we wish we knew and support people wherever they're at and wherever they want to go in their journeys. So it's more than just us dumping information at you, although we will do quite a bit of that. Um, it's really about being there to answer your specific questions as well as your general questions and provide frameworks around which you can help, you can plan your own adventure in a way that's meaningful for you, that helps you do it affordably um, within your own values, uh, helps you connect to your family, um, everything around education, everything around funding your travels and how to, how to earn income on the road. All those types of things. We're trying to give really a holistic, uh, comprehensive view of the types of, uh, types of things you need to know if you're going to be taking this journey. So who exactly is this event for? It's for families who, well, first of all, it's for parents. Um, the Family Adventure Summit, which is a different event that, that's here in Bali or that's in Bali this year, that's for families. Bring your kids to that one. Uh, the Family Adventure, and it's more of a community event. The Family Adventure Academy in Seattle is an educational event, and it's more for people who maybe either aren't ready to step out the door yet, or they are, but they, they, they feel like they need more support to do it. So it's, it's probably not for the family who's already been around the world for two or three years, and they're just wanting to make friends on the road or, 
or, you know, learn a few extra things. It's not for them. This is for the families who maybe are uh, dreaming about doing this, mm-hmm. um, wondering if it's possible or who are ready to do it, but need some help getting out the door. Awesome. And so you're going to be covering things like the logistical yeah. questions. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, we, the, we have a program. So, so for, first of all, the first day is going to be all about, um, you could say logistics. It's about, about creating a meaningful travel experience that is affordable. So we'll go into everything from how to save money on accommodations, transportation, activities, all of those things, and give you specific things that you can take away to help you travel more affordably. Um, but more than that, it's really about getting to the core of why do you even want to travel at all? What is the meaning and what, what do you want to gain from this experience? How do you want to relate to your kids in this experience? What do you want to take away from it? Um, and then through that, we actually sit down with you and help you plan some of your, your first legs of your journey and your travels. So it's, Oh, I think that is so important to start with that part instead of digging in straight away to all the logistical stuff, but to sit down and ask those big questions and then come up with a plan that meets your needs and goals and dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We definitely wanted to start with the why. (laughs) Um, And then day two is all about funding your travels. This is where we talk about how to uh, finance it. So do you have an online business? If not, do you want to create one? Here's a lot of resources for that. We'll talk about, about that for those who are interested. Um, we talk about different ways to earn your income. We go over kind of the, the main ways that people fund their, their travels, whether it's you know just getting a, an online job or transitioning your job into online. A lot of people do it that way. And also other resources you can use to generate income that you may already have access to but may not even know it. Um, and so just, we kind of do that. And then we also spend a lot of time again, uh, one-on-one or in small groups, um, going through each fam, each person's, um, basically your, your, your travel dreams, your travel budget and figuring out what you need to do, how much money you need to earn and, and planning how you're going to work out to earn that. And, and just, it's, it's kind of an, almost a group coaching, aspects to this where it's not, there's so many different ways to earn income and so many different needs and so many different skills of the people who are going to be there. I can shout out general principles, but we're like, we want this to be more applicable. So we're, we're going through an approach that's really more individualized and um, we'll be there like walking around and, and helping. Maybe you'll have your laptop open and you'll be working through, um, you know, your own plan and we'll be there to kind of guide you and answer your questions and give specific tips and resources for how to, how to take the next steps. So that's part of it. So perfect. I think seriously for families that are toying with this idea, but not sure where to go with it. That's why I heard about the family adventure Academy. And I thought I, I really want to have you come on the podcast and talk about it because I think this is just such a great resource. And I don't think anyone would even think to go looking for uh, schools for traveling abroad with my family for an extended period of time, you know? So I'm glad that I, I want to just let everyone know that, that, that you're here doing this. This is so cool. Um, is there anything else we need to know about the Family Adventure Academy? Well, there's day three. Okay, yes. <laughs> We're not even to day three and I'm already sold. Uh, Tell us about day three. Oh my gosh, yeah. so it's three whole days. Yeah. 
three whole days, three long, intense uh, days where you're going to be working hard and taking away a ton. So day three is all about education. This is where we talk about all the different methodologies for handling your kid's education, everything from public and private school to different types of alternative education to unschooling and the pros and cons of each and helping you figure out your own educational philosophy and how you want to do that. And then also we talk, talking up clear, if you want your kids to go through university, we talk about ways to get in to different universities uh, as a homeschooler or even an unschooler and uh, different options and how traveling can really enhance uh, your children's education in different ways to utilize it to, to do that. So that's day three. And then I think day four, if you can swing it, you go sit with your partner somewhere and you just <laughs> look at beautiful Seattle, the skyline of Seattle and uh, yeah, just process all of that. That's huge. That's so much information yeah. to go over. It so is. much soul searching to do. It is. And throughout it all, there's also this element of, uh, at the end of every day, um, there's coaching regarding uh, family relationships and how to apply each of these three areas that we talk about each day, the, the logistics and meaning, the, uh, the funding, your travels, and, and the education, how you're going to weave that into your actual family relationships and how you're going to deal with the challenges that might come up in each of these areas. And uh, so it, it's uh, because, it, as, as I mentioned, you take your whole family, you take yourself on the road with you. So it's not, yeah. just, not just in the mind. You got to figure out how to work this with the whole family relationally. So you're helping set families up for success on this. That's the journey. plan. Yeah. Um, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's at uh, familyadventureacademy.com. It's a place to go to learn more about it and to, and to get tickets. Yeah. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. Um, and so it is kind of short notice. I know. Um, and if families are not ready this year, will there be another Family Adventure Academy next year? And do you know where about and when that might be? We do not. Um, okay. This is our first year running it. Family Adventure Summit's been going for three years, but this is our first Family Adventure Academy. So we're going to see how it goes, see how people like it, see if it actually was valuable for people. Uh, we think it will be, but we're not planning another one until we get the data back on that. So Okay. So there are no guarantees, people. If you this sounds like something you want to do, get your tickets today. But no children at this event, correct? That's right. This is adults only. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. I can't yeah, wait to you, share this episode with our listeners. And I hope at least one family takes you up on this awesome offer. That would be great. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on and, and sharing this with everyone. And real quick, do you want to tell us more about Family Adventure uh, Summit? Sure, I can. Yeah, this is going to be in Bali this year, October 2nd through the 6th. As I mentioned, this is a community event for families. So you'll bring your family to this one. And there are a number of different speakers from the community doing keynotes and workshops and sessions. And then there's a kids program where uh, it's an opportunity for the kids to pursue some things that they're interested in. For example, we have a musical theater program and a technology program and a sports program and an art program and different areas for them to, to go down in a, in a whole teen program as well. Uh, we have usually around 400 people there at that one. So it's a, it's a really fun event and we usually sell out every year. We're already, I think 90% sold out. So, um, and it's not till October. So if you're interested in coming to that one, 
if you're already on the road or if you're at the stage where you feel like you're ready to take an international trip with your family, Bali is one of our favorite places in the world. And that's why we chose to have Family Adventure Summit there. And would you say this event is more for families that are a bit more experienced or sort of have already started their long-term travel journey? Not necessarily. Uh, we have had families there who, like their first international trip was to Family Adventure Summit. Okay. So that's totally possible to do that. Um, it's, it's just like an immersion retreat. <laughs> in a way, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's not quite so, ed- it's not education focused like the other one is where you're learning a lot. It's more, uh, you'll receive bits and pieces of information through osmosis and meet a lot of really cool people. Uh, and it's that type of event and have a lot of fun. So, Okay. How cool was that? Be sure to head on over to my show notes where I've got links to follow along with Brandon and learn more about the Family Adventure Academy. And please remember to subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app right now. And if you would be so kind as to share this episode with any friends you know or families you know that are dreaming their own big extended family travel dreams, I would really appreciate it. And if you're going to do three awesome things today, would you please give this podcast some stars and a review? And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.